Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Rolling along, presented by Progressive Insurance, guest on the Goodyear Hotline. Plenty of time for your calls in this hour. I'll tell you when to ring it up. I don't want you sitting on hold. I know a topic is good when the argument spills over into the break. So we finish up our, our previous conversation, and I'm going to catch you up on what it was a minute ago. And immediately, Mr. Rich, our camera operator over here, is disagreeing with Hembo. He doesn't like it, because Rich is an old fart. And, and he is, uh, he is, he is a, a traditionalist, and he doesn't like it. So again, just to catch you up, baseball, which is going away tonight, they spent $1.7 billion on player salaries in the last eight minutes. And now, because there's no money in the sport, they have to go on a lockout. So, I mean, it's just ludicrous at this point. How they say these things to you with a straight face, I have no idea. But let's put that aside. The one thing I kind of like, is, the, is it a proposal? How, is this? Yes, it's a proposal from the league. So, so we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. But we think it's going to happen. We think it's going to happen. Is that they're going to expand the playoffs in baseball, the 14 teams. And I will very quickly, for those of you who are not with us a moment ago, explain what it is. The one seed. So I'm going to put teams to it. Last year, the Tampa Bay Rays had the best record in the American League. They would get a bye into the second round of the playoffs. The other six teams in the league would have to compete in a best of three to get there. The second seed, the team with the second best record in the American League, which in this case was the Astros, would get to choose from everybody else who they want to play. From all the wild cards, they get to pick. I want the Yankees, whoever it is they want, because the Yankees were one of the teams that would have been in that mix. So they get to choose. Then the other division winner, which last year was the White Sox, would then get to choose their opponent from the remaining teams. And then the two that remain after that would play each other. And those would be the first round best of threes. Tampa's waiting for the winner. Of course, all this happens in the National League the same way. And then you go into what we know now is the traditional baseball format. These are division series best of fives. And then I assume the league championship series is seven Mm -hmm. as it has been and the World Series. So immediately, Rich doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. It doesn't sit well. And that, to me, is the best explanation all baseball traditionalists give for why they don't like things. It just doesn't sit well. It just doesn't pass the smell test. They can't give you a reason they don't like it. It creates interest. It creates excitement. It creates... Uh, uh, and, and I disagree with the idea, by the way, that it devalues the regular season hmm. because it places great value on winning a division on winning, having the best record, on then having the second best record, on then have you know, there, there, there's importance to all of these records. Yes, more teams make it. And I understand the initial thought being, well, if more teams make it, it makes the regular season less important. I disagree. It means there are a lot fewer games that mean nothing. There are a lot fewer games in a baseball season that are totally mm, meaningless. That's right. So I think that's kind of good. The best argument Jay Billis ever made with me. So Billis and I argue all the time about, you know, college football, college basketball, all kinds of things. And I love Billis because he's one of the few people. I I always say I like arguing about stuff because either I prove how smart I am or I learn something. And with Jay, I usually learn something because he's smarter than me. And one of the things I said to him was, you know, you have all these meaningless games in college basketball in the regular season. The regular season is so much more important in college football. He said to me, Greeny. There are far more meaningless games in college football. We're just not paying attention to them. There's like six meaningful college football games. (laughs) You're just focusing on those. And he's right. So that's the point. It's not just about the few teams at the top who get in. 
It's about all those irrelevant games that are being played amongst the teams that would be five and six and seven that now all of a sudden are relevant. You want more total relevance, more total games being meaningful in the sport, and you get it this way. So in that regard, you could say it actually enhances the regular season. Right? I agree. I, I very much agree. I, the, the argument I heard against this yesterday was, well, check out the end of this year with the Dodgers and with the Giants. Those are the two best teams in baseball competing for their division. You know, and, and then you know, whichever one did not win, they have to do the one-game wild card. But in this format, solves that because getting the bye is effectively like winning a playoff series. Right. I don't think they would have tried any less hard to win their division if, the new, if, that, if this uh, format was in place last year. Do you agree with me? Yes. I mean, there's enormous value in, in being the number one seed. Mm-hmm. And they probably wouldn't play each other that soon because the team that no one's going to choose, the Dodgers, no, definitely not. in this scenario. So I, I kind of like it. Let me go to the rest of the members of the assembled hashtag crew. Bubba, and let me, Bubba, many of you may not know this, but, but before Bubba's long and now somewhat legendary career in radio production, uh, Bubba actually was a very high-ranking executive at Major League Baseball, and you were there for the expansion of the playoffs the first time, which I know got a lot of criticism, but, you know, you proved to be right and all those things. So you understand all of the different uh, data and things like that that are in place here. Right. I say this just to establish your credentials sure. and, and, and thus to make, um, make, make it clear just how important your opinion is on this. Do you like this proposed format? Yeah, I, I think I do. At first, I wanted to kind of keep the teams limited in the playoffs because one of the things we did when I added teams to the playoffs was mm. just keep it to where it was. But I like the drama that is. If we're going to add teams with this extra drama, you're talking about, hey, you get to pick this, and winning team gets a bye, and then the second team can pick, and then the third. I think it's good, and you're adding a TV event, mm-hmm. and uh, – I'm in. Uh, I mean, I think the question is, are we talking shortening the season or doing anything else? Or are we just keeping it as is? That's the other question. But uh, I, th- I think I'm in with this. I think it's intriguing and it's, a, it's an innovation that something is it's shocking from baseball. I've not seen any discussion of shortening the regular season. Have I just missed it? No, I think there's a decent chance, though, that in negotiations, the players will kick back and say, we'll only accept a 14-team playoffs if we play 154 games instead of 162 games. That would not stun me. And Major League Baseball has played more of those seasons than 162-game seasons in its history. Right. So, and I think from, a, from the perspective of the owners, the new playoff format would, would line my pockets with more dollars than those, eight, those two home series you might be losing if you do reduce the season by eight games or so. Would, would the players' salaries for the regular season be reduced by the prorated amount of eight over 162, which I'm not very good at math, so I don't know how much that... What eight over... It goes into, that's like 5%, right? right? Um, 5%. I'm, would I'm, their salaries be reduced by 5%? Certainly not. But I think the owners... Would, would die to have this 14-team playoff field, for one. And there's also so many other things that Rob Manfred and the owners are going to want in terms of sort of modernizing the game. They're going to have to make concessions like that to the players. They're just going to have to. What they've, done, what they've done a brilliant job over the years of doing is prioritizing the things that are going to make them the most money, and this playoff format, I think, would be one of them. If they cut the, series, the season to 154, would they shorten the footprint, which is to say, would it start a little later or end a little earlier, or would they just build in more off days for teams during the season? That I don't know. I th- my, my, my hope, or my expectation, I, I should say, would be they start the playoffs a week earlier. There's always been this concern, you know, the later you get in the year, that the World Series is going to be compromised by bad weather. That's a common thing. And I think the earlier baseball can do that so they still you know, own the calendar as best they can, that would be my... Nuno, you like it or don't? I do. Um, 
I think it's great. Uh, I know Jesse Rogers did a great. I had a great article who covers the uh, covers MLB yeah. for ESPN. What did he say? I didn't see it. What did he, Jesse he write? T- he talked about that. He did say in the article that an informal poll of the executives at the GM meetings uh, early this month weren't thrilled with the idea of a televised event. Um, because they were, you know, it, it it sets them up for second guessing and bulletin uh, board uh, material. Good. Uh, yes, <laughs> Those exactly. Are good things. They're worried think, about good things. Yeah, so think, we know it's the right move. Yes, then. exactly. I think based upon this, MLB would be doing this right stuff off the field. Now then becomes the bigger issue of you're adding more four-and-a-half-hour games during the playoffs and, you know, kids not watching it, which then... But those are different up- arguments. That's, I, I'm with that's you, but I mean. that's a whole, whole different discussion. Like, we're, we're, when we talk about trying to make the game better and more watchable and all that, that's a totally different discussion from this. I'm curious... I don't know. I don't know if I'm the only one. Like, I always wonder what Bob Costas would think. Like, I ran into Costas, I think I told you this, on a plane. Uh, yeah, up to like Boston. Two weeks ago, yeah. we were going to Boston. In one little tiny area of this plane, it was me, Stephen A., and Bob Costas. We're sitting literally three, like, like <laughs> one side, one side. It's, it's one of those where there's like one seat and one seat. So I'm in one seat, Stephen A. is in the one seat in front of me, and Bob is in the seat right next to me in the aisle. So the three of us are just sitting You could have done a great show. It would have been an unbelievable <laughs> show. But, 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 but my point is I got Costas on the brain. So I, I wonder if he thinks this is a good. Has anyone heard from Bob on this? I, I don't know. I'm hanging out with his son Keith this uh, this weekend. I can ask Keith. Are you I, just saying that, or no, are you no. really hanging out with his son no. Keith? Keith comes over every once in a while, and we we do. Keith ribs. Costas comes over to your house every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. He's a researcher for the MLB Network. We we, we met uh, that and because we do the same thing for a living. He comes over. He, I mean, no one eats ribs better than Keith Costas eats ribs. He crushes ribs even better than I can. We'll do ribs. We'll do wings. Watch SDC football, and I'll ask his uh, what his dad thinks about this new proposal. Well, I was gonna. Suggest I would text Bob okay. and ask him his. Yeah, I don't know if we want to wait until Saturday and this then we'll find a, out Monday. I think right. we can get an answer before then. This is this is. I mean, I, I love you for thinking of it, but and why did I feel like it was necessary th- to mention what we'd be eating? This is not the most efficient way for us to get this information. Is for you to invite Bob's son <laughs> to your house this weekend. <laughs> And see, see, for all we know, Keith doesn't know what his father thinks about this. Yeah, like, then he'll have to wait till he spends Christmas with them, and then we'll have to find out we'll early in January. That's I, mean, I don't know. Does anyone else find that funny? This whole that exchange tickled me. That Hembo's, I mean, that was ridiculous. Hembo's initial. What you would not be is a great investigative reporter. You are brilliant, brilliant, uh, you know, <laughs> analytics expert and a very fun uh, broadcaster. But what you were not is a great. You know, here's the idea. Let me try and get his. I wonder what Bob thinks about this. I'm going to call his son, see if he's free Saturday <laughs> to come over and watch football. I'll make wings and ribs. And then at some point, I'll ask if he knows his father's stance on this <laughs> no. somewhat obscure oh. thing, which I get to Keith and Bob is probably not obscure, but one way or another. Okay, that was funny. I mean, if you said it was today, that'd be one thing. Yeah. It's Saturday. <laughs> I, have, I have no legs to stand on here. It's I, I don't so feel far away. Wearing yes. a Saquon Barkley jersey. You're today. sitting there in a Saquon Barkley God. jersey, and that's only the second silly thing about you right now <laughs> greeny the podcast this show is sponsored by better help we all carry around different stressors i do you do we all do big small and when we keep them bottled up as i sometimes have had happen in the past it can start to affect us negatively therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you 
to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, we roll along here. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. We just had sort of a funny moment take place here. And I don't mean to rub this in. <sighs> Hembo's having a difficult day. I am. He's having a difficult day. I am. Because he lost his bet to Nuno, the Giants and the Eagles. Hembo is a devoted fan of all things Philadelphia sports. His beloved Eagles fall in a surprise to the Giants this weekend. And as a consequence, he's wearing his wife's Saquon Barkley jersey on the air today. I'm not sure what's funnier to me, the fact that you are wearing a Saquon Barkley jersey or the fact that it is your wife. Well, who else would it be? Like, I don't have one. Right, I mean, but they can easily be procured. We could have gotten you a true. jersey for this. True. She wants to really rub it in my face. Like the the fact that you had one, just she had one just sitting in your house for you to wear, I think uh-huh. is nice. Yeah. So then... We got into a conversation. Baseball, as we know, it is never going to be the same again because they're, they're going to lock the players out tonight, and that's going to last for like several months. And when they come back, one of the things they're going to have agreed upon is a new playoff format in which 14 teams are going to wind up making it, seven in each league. And um, we were talking about whether we like the new format or not. And what we have basically discovered is, for the most part, traditionalists don't like it. But traditionalists, is my experience, don't like anything. So Rich, who's our camera operator over here, who's, what is he, what are you, about 50-something years old, Rich? 59. But he acts 84. Old enough to when you asked him just now, he yeah. said, um, before the answer. Correct. Like, it took him a second. But either way, the point of it is, he's just an old fuddy-duddy, and that's why he's against it. He, but he speaks for the traditionalists, and there are a lot of them, and they seem to be an important contingent when it comes to baseball's oh, yeah. decisions, which I understand because they're noisy. You know, I think if you're Rob or if you were Bud before him or whatever it is, anytime you make a decision, you have to just factor in, okay, everybody above a certain age who has loved the sport a certain amount of time is going to hate this, and they're going to be very noisy about it. But whatever. I then said, because I always wonder these things, I wonder how Bob Costas feels about this. Because Bob is my idol, and, and, I, and, and also he is sort of the voice of baseball more than anybody. Would you agree with that? I do. He's, he is probably the voice and conscience of Major League Baseball. So, Hembo, <laughs> we got to get Nuno call him because, because Bob said to give him a minute. So, so the, the, I'm going to give you the punchline first. 
Bob is going to jump on here in a second and he's going to give us his opinion. I wondered, what do we think Bob Costas thinks of this? And Hembo said, (laughs) well, I know his son a little, Keith. I can invite Keith to come over Saturday and watch football with me. I'll I'll serve wings and uh, ribs and I'll ask him what his father's opinion is and I'll report back on it on Monday. He actually said that as though that was the most efficient way for this information to be discovered. I, meanwhile, texted Bob, (laughs) and I said, do you have a strong opinion on this one way or the other? And he said, I do. I said, do you have a second to jump on? He said, give me five minutes and call this number. So I've just instructed Nuno to call that number, and in a moment, Bob Costas will join us, which I think will be better than calling up Keith and asking him to come over on Saturday. So my question is, I have already invited Keith. This has been in the plans, Greeny, for a few days. Should I now rescind the invite? Well, what, you invited him specifically to get this information? No, of course not. I invited him to come over and watch the SEC title game. I oh. just thought, oh, he's going to be over. I'll ask him what his dad thinks well, about this Well, there's no thing. reason you can't still watch the football game with him and enjoy all of the unhealthy food to which both of you are so predisposed. Mm. However, the idea that that is the way we're going to find out what Bob thinks about this never made sense and now makes even less sense. <laughs> Not that efficient. So, Nuno, give me a little update here on what we got because I'm stalling. Um, By the way, I think the last, not time, ready we had, yet. Bob think the last time we had Bob on, or at least one of the last times, we ran through the whole simulation about what would happen if you were an everyday player for the Dodgers. Yes. And we were deciding how many wins you might cost them. Yes. Does that ring a bell? Uh, of course it rings a bell. I remember when we did that. I, there was also a time that we had Bob on and you decided you thought he was older, uh, that I was older than him. Oh, yeah. When you, you said he was your idol, I was very confused because I thought he was a contemporary of yours. I thought he was a peer. Yeah. Hembo actually thinks up until I corrected him of this, that I'm older than Bob Costa. <laughs> I can't decide what part of that uh, I'm the most upset about. Okay, so is Bob ready? Is, is, that, ready? is that what I'm being told? Okay, so Bob Costas jumps in. Bob, you have to hear, first of all, thank you. Second of all, you have to hear the setup for this. So we, we, okay. we had a conversation on this show about the proposed 14-game playoff setup. And I said, because I always wonder what you, the conscience of baseball, think of things, I said aloud, I wonder what Bob Costas thinks about this. To which immediately, Hembo, sitting next to me, wearing a Saquon Barkley jersey, by the way, because he lost a bet, says aloud, well, his son Keith is coming over to my house this weekend to watch the SEC championship game. We're going to have ribs and we're going to have wings. I'll ask him what his father thinks of this and I'll report back on Monday. As though this, Bob, was the most efficient way that we could go about getting this information, uh, to which I said, or (laughs) we we could reach out to Bob (laughs) and see if we can uh, if we can find out what he thinks of this. And so I thank you for being on the other end of the phone. And now you can share yourself. What do you think of the 14 team playoff format? Yeah, this seems like uh, a less circuitous route <laughs> to finding out whatever it is, I think. <clears throat> Here's my position generally. Baseball has a balancing act to do. It is not like other sports. Even as things evolve and we enter a modern era, there has always been a difference, a fundamental difference between a pennant race and mere playoff qualifying. Now, to some extent, that was diluted as soon as you had a single wild card. But when they added the second wild card, it actually diminished that problem to some extent because it made a clearer distinction between winning the division and being a wild card because you wanted to avoid that one-game knockout. 
<clears throat> pardon me, mm-hmm. under the proposed format, at least as I understand it, what they would do is you'd have three division winners, obviously, and then you'd have four wildcard teams. But only the best division winner by record would get a bye. Right. The other two division winners would host best two out of three, all three games if necessary on their home field, against two of the wildcard teams. And the only advantage would be a home field. And then in some kind of lottery show, uh, the two division winners would get to select who they wanted to play, right? which might be interesting, might be controversial, might be bulletin board material for the team that felt as if it was dissed. But here's the thing. Only two years ago, in 2019, all three division winners in the American League won more than 100 games. Now, if you're going to add wildcard teams so that you have four, some of those wildcard teams are going to be 500 teams. It's possible that there could be a sub-500 team in the playoffs. But this is baseball. It's not football. It's not basketball, where if you played three games at home, there's a distinct advantage. How many times during the course of a season will a team that wins 100 games lose two out of three in a home series against a mediocre team? Mm -hmm. It happens all the time. You can't dilute the meaning of the regular season to that extent. There has to be some kind of significant advantage to more than just one team that nominally has, what if it's one game better than the second-best team, and now that second-best team has to roll the dice in a best two out of three against a wild-card team. So not only is it not fair competitively, but I think it also diminishes the drama of whatever remains of the idea of a pennant race. Because if winning the division doesn't mean all that much, then why should it be so dramatic if a couple of teams come to the wire in a division where the winner's not going to be good enough to get a bye. So they come to the wire, they're separated by one game, maybe they're playing each other head-to-head. But what's at stake is not large enough for people to feel a tremendous amount of drama or excitement about it. I flipped my position. I now agree with Bob. Because, <laughs> because that was compelling. let the record show that if Bob Costas is going to give that good an explanation of what the flaw in the system is, then I'm going to agree with it. So I now, now we, we how all how take back. Our, you have because yeah. there's an alternative plan. OK, I have to take a break. If you have him, I can call you back in like six minutes if that works and we can continue with the alternative plan. You tell me. Feel free to call me back. Okay, we will call you in six minutes. I will not block your line. I'm I'm up against a break. The best. Bob Costas. Okay, so uh, again, uh, we will see if if Keith can get you any additional information (laughs) this weekend. But for the moment, we will continue with Bob in a moment. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. 
Shopify.com slash network. The great Bob Costas is good enough to jump back in here again. I mean, on a moment's notice, I text him and he calls in. And I so appreciate it, Bob. Thank you very much. And again, we're talking about the new proposed baseball playoff format that would feature 14 teams, seven in each league. There would be some relative intrigue connected to teams getting to choose who they want to play. But Bob is pointing out some potential um, concerns in this proposal. And right before we had to take a quick break, you suggested there's another plan you like better. We're all ears. Well, I first heard this from Jerry Reinsdorf, the White Sox owner. Mm -hmm. There would still be seven playoff teams, the three division winners, plus the four wildcard teams. And something like that is inevitable because you get the extra postseason inventory, which is attractive to television. That creates more revenue. Also, there are concerns about teams tanking. And so if you have a chance to get in, even if you don't win 90-plus games, that might work against teams tanking as perceived by the Players Association. Plus, more players would have a chance to be part of the postseason, and more fan bases would have a reason to be interested into September when their team isn't necessarily out of it. So those are all the reasons to do it. Here's the Reinsdorf idea, that the wild card games would all be one-game knockouts. Mm. So the top-ranked wild-card team would play the fourth-ranked wild-card team on the home field of number one. Two plays three. The two survivors then meet the next day, if possible, no more than two days apart, on the home field of the higher-ranked survivor. So you get a whole bunch of knockout games, elimination games, which television likes between the two leagues, there's a bunch of single-game eliminations, and then the two survivors in the leagues move on into the division series, joining the three division winners. Um, the only problem there, and it's a problem you can't get around, is as long as you're going to have divisions, and as long as they're going to be sensibly arranged geographically, then the Giants are always going to be, as one example, in the same division as the Dodgers. And there's nothing you can do about a team that wins 106 games like the Dodgers did um, and falls short by one game, and they have to subject themselves to a single-game wild card, which they did this year and almost lost it to the Cardinals. Under this format, the Reinsdorf format, that team, in theory, would have to win two wild card games before they got into the division series. But I don't see any way around that. But the, the Reinsdorf plan at least protects the sanctity, if that's the right word to use, of winning the division over the course of a long baseball season. Hmm. Okay, I like this. It is there is it is similar to it is not identical to but similar to the little play-in tournament that the NBA instituted last year, which I think a lot of people think was very successful. And the primary reason for it, and Bob, I like this plan. The primary reason that I think all this works is for those who would say that it diminishes the value of the regular season. <coughs> I, I brought this up earlier. Jay Billis and I had that debate one time about college football versus college basketball. And when he said to me, Greeny, you're telling me that the college football regular season games are more important. You're only talking about like five games and all the rest of them become completely meaningless starting in late September because once you lose one, you're out of it. And so what you actually are doing is having more meaningful games by expanding it during the regular season, not fewer meaningful games. And that was what sort of turned me around to this, that, that we, this would diminish the number of games in a Major League Baseball season that just mean nothing. And in yeah. that regard, you could say it, it, it actually upholds or upgrades the regular season. And actually create more postseason games as well right. that mean something. 
elimination games. We're a short patience or little patience society now, mm-hmm. and we can see how in every sport, football's different because they're single games, but in every sport, the audience builds as you move closer to the possibility of elimination. Well, every one of those wildcard games would be an elimination game, but at the same time, under the Reinsdorf plan, you're protecting the meaning of prevailing over 162 or whatever they wind up as. There's some talk that maybe they'd go to 156 or back to 154. But either way, if a team runs away with its division, it shouldn't have to be tossed into the wild card pool. And if a team wins the division by one game on the last day, there's a drama and a meaning to that that would be eliminated if they had to be dumped into the wild card pool even if they won the division because that would be the case for two out of the three division winners under the format that's being suggested now it hasn't been ratified yet but it's it's the one that's been suggested and so how do you think ultimately this thing plays out bob because i like this second idea i I like the idea of making some change in this regard and and maybe this one on some level makes more sense pardon me than the first one how do you think it all winds up playing out well, I hope it's something like, maybe identical to, the Reinsdorf plan, because it has the advantages that they're looking for, and none of the obvious disadvantages of something that just feels so gimmicky, which is what they have on the table now. I love it. Bob, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your, your being willing to do this. I, I you know, I have some question now about uh, your son Keith's choice of friends. I mean, the idea that, that he has nothing better to do on this Saturday than go over to Hembo's house and, and watch the college football game. But outside of that, this has been an absolute delight. But if Hembo's handling the catering, maybe there's an upside for Keith. Well, I'm told, I'm told that he can he, – what, what were you telling me about it? Bob, has, has Keith always sweat when he eats chicken wings, or is that a more recent development? Uh, well, I, it, I guess it depends on whether they're hot wings or They're not. very hot. Oh, well, uh, then he can be excused for that. <laughs> Bob, enough. you're the best. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate right. it. See you, Greeny. Take, Take care. care. Uh, the great Bob Costas. I mean, it, well, look, that was just, what can you say? I, I get giddy about things like that because um, I've looked up to the guy forever. I'll tell you the story that I, I told his wife. on. I'd never met his wife, and she's on the plane with him, too. They were actually, sadly, they were traveling to go to a funeral, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but so I, I tell Bob's wife, that when I was just starting out in the business, I know you think I'm older than him, but he actually was already uh, a legend when I was just starting in the early 90s. Sports Illustrated did a big feature on him, a, a fairly a multi-page sort of feature on this you know, great young broadcaster who you know, was now the, the most preeminent person in the whole industry. And I, because I was a little doofus, used to carry around a briefcase. Now, could anything be more ridiculous than a 23-year-old sportscaster walking around with a briefcase that my Uncle Harry had given me, but I did. And in that briefcase, I kept that article, that, that magazine, open to that page, and I just kept it in that briefcase all the time so that every time I opened it, I would see it, and it would be a reminder of what I wanted to do. It was sort of meant to be a, um, like an uh, inspiration to me, uh, that, that's the guy I want to be. And uh, I didn't make it quite that far, but, you know, I, I, that's the person I've always kind of modeled my style after and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, he's a million times better than I could ever fathom being. But there's, a, there, there's at least some um, 
there's some satisfaction for me in like having done that. And now like the fact that I can text him and say, hey, can you jump on a minute? And he does it. It makes me feel very good. Rather than relying on his son as we're eating chicken wings to <laughs> relay that same information. That really is hilarious. What is wrong Again, with me? I'm assuming there are people who have joined the conversation since this happened. If so, put your feet up. You're uh, going to get a laugh out of this. Uh. When we first brought up the proposed new baseball format, I said aloud, I wonder what Bob Costas thinks of it, because I always think his opinion is important. And Hembo said, well, I'm friends with his son. He's coming over Saturday to watch football. We're going to have some wings. We're going to have some ribs. I'll ask him if he knows what his father thinks. And if he does, I'll report back on Monday. And in Hembo's mind, this seemed like a reasonable plan. (laughs) 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 That if we wanted to know what Bob Costas thinks of this, that seemed like the right way to find it out. I appreciate your being willing to offer that suggestion. Mm. I'm glad we came up with a better idea. Yeah, me too. Uh, Bob, like all our guests, appeared on the Goodyear hotline with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear, more driven. Okay, so there's a ton of things. Nuno, as the producer of this show, there's so many things we didn't get to there because we wound up extending this so much longer than we intended to. But so, I have, I, well, before you get to that, I yeah. have a question for Hemble. Like, when yeah. you geeks get together like what's yeah. what's the conversation like is it oh did you guys see that new version of that spreadsheet like <laughs> w- w- what what is it like i'm Actually, fascinated by that i want to know this too okay so honestly last time when keith came over this is what i bragged about buster only and i invented a new stat called crush quotient and i was describing to him this new leaderboard that i had put together and i showed him on my computer how i did it we exchanged notes that's the kind of stuff that we talk about it is as nerdy as nuno just described i'm sorry this is why I, people I, shake nerds <laughs> yes i'm sorry i even asked that me question. too you don't, you're not interested in crush quotient no in fact i will tell you right now that if you spend some time on this program telling us what crush quotient is <laughs> and how more importantly how you came up with it you're never invited back on the show again. I, I, I can't, I, we can't have that. Okay, so I'll have to report back on Monday. Maybe we'll have talk about something else? Do you ever talk about things like your Spotify list? No. Do you even know what that is? Yes, of Do course. you know what Spotify yeah, is? It's a, it's a, it is where I listen to all my music. Okay, and an amusing thing has happened in my family. So my son, we have a little family group chat. Just the, just the four of us. I mean, you know, everyone has a lot of family group chats or, or, or whatever, an extended family. But we have one that's just the four of us. So Spotify, now that we're coming to December, is giving you your information, like what were your top five most listened to songs, your top five most listened to artists, all that kind of stuff. And he sent his to the family group chat, a screenshot of the five artists he has listened to this year, his current favorites. It says here, you've listened to 376 different artists this year. Here are your current favorites. And so he wrote, everybody send your Spotify. So I sent mine. We're still waiting for Nikki and States to respond on theirs. <laughs> there could be no more different things. Like Bubba, uh, do you do this? Uh, do you have a, uh, can you do this? Can you do your Spotify and see what I'll your five now. are? I'll look now. I think that'd be, int- I'm going to give you 30 seconds to do it. I will spend those 30 seconds talking about ZipRecruiter. Let's just see how different everybody's list is. It could be interesting. Uh, We'll spend those 30 seconds reminding you that if you're a business owner, it can be tough to hire top talent for your team, especially when you're competing with other businesses to find the right people. So how can you get the hiring edge? ZipRecruiter. Next key, marketing manager Erin Hartchie loves ZipRecruiter's invite to apply. She says, they get my job posting in front of the right people. I instantly see great candidates, and I can invite them to apply to my job. See for yourself. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash GRE. E-N-Y to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Now, you, Hembo, are the same person 
who did not know who the Eagles were, who could not name a Rolling Stones song. So I can't even fathom what the things you listen to on Spotify. (laughs) I'm actually surprised you know what Spotify is. I can't even figure out how to do it. All I can see is my top songs. Okay, well, let's hear your top songs. You don't want to hear my top songs. I want to hear what your top songs are. My top songs are One Last Lullaby by Search the City. Have you heard of that song or that group? No, I have not. How about, what even is that? How about Floral and Fading by Pierce the Veil? What? You've never heard of that Are you either? making these up? No, no. How about You and I by Secondhand Serenade? Bubba, help me out here, kid. Bubba, you've heard of these bands. Are these bands you've heard? I'm trying to get mine. What are yours? I, have you heard? Read it again. Uh, the Quiet Things That No One Ever Know by Brand New. You yeah, and I, I, I by song, Secondhand yeah. Serenade. Syndicated Reality by Search the City. Help me out, Bubba. Like, I'm not on an island here. You You've heard of this? this? Some of it. You've heard of this? Yeah, it's, but, it's, it's, it's such a kind well, of thing. Are, no, but, but all honesty, like, who are these people? Like, yeah. I think I know a little. Like, my son's list, He's you know listens to current music. Mine is not very current. His is very current. It doesn't have any of the things you just named. But, like, last week, I thought he... Kiss song was actually a Rolling Stone song. That's why, what I mean. Like, why are you concerned at all about what's on my playlist? But, but I, I just, I don't know how it is you have all of these bands I've never heard of in my entire life. <laughs> my son's five favorite artists are Lil Dicky, Lil Uzi Vert, Drake, Lil Baby, and Kanye West. Those are the five most listened to things on his playlist. Okay. Three of them start with Lil. <laughs> That's a lot of Lil. 60% of his listening... <laughs> Is done. I'm like, now, I happen to love Lil Dicky also. He turned me on to Lil Dicky with that show Dave, which I like very much, and so I listen to it. I'm not as familiar with Lil Uzi Vert or Lil Baby. I've heard of them, but I don't know that I, I have listened to much of their stuff. Drake, obviously, I know, and Kanye West, right. obviously, I know. Bubba, have you done yours? Do you know yours? Yeah, I got. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like it's always a little sway because it's whatever you have in the last month really makes it push, but... My number one is Angels and Airwaves. Oh, yeah. They just came up with a new album. They're, so they're my number one. My number two is Blink-182. Oh, know. okay. Number- I-, I know Blink-182. Nice. My number three is Our Lady Peace. My number four is Phil Collins. <laughs> and and my number five, which I think is a little unfair because I just went to their concert, is Collective Soul. So I listened to them a lot prior to that. I don't think it's a true number five, but Collective Soul is number five. That's a very eclectic <laughs> very. collection. Yeah, I'm like, all over the place. I would not have expected and one minute. Phil Collins no. to be on the same list. Yeah, with- I, I, honestly, I feel like mine should be more eclectic because I got, I got a lot more in-depth stuff in there of mixing and matching things. It should actually be more eclectic, but That's I'm a little disappointed. It's not more. Nuno, do you have one? I do. I have my number one is Disturbed. Uh, oh <laughs> yeah, but, what, but what band is it? <laughs> it's Disturbed. It, it, it's, no, I get it. I, I find you disturbed in every way, but what's the band called? The band is called Disturbed. Okay. Uh, oh two, two through four are Portuguese uh, Portuguese artists, and then five is Ozuna, which is a reggaeton artist. Do you really sit around and listen to Portuguese music? I'm just curious. I do. It's like Portuguese hip hop. So I do. You listen to Portuguese hip hop. I do. But the the Disturb thing is, it's part of my gym uh, playlist. So that's what happened. Disturb is a great lifting band. Great weightlifting band. Okay. I want you to listen to Portuguese hip hop when you're eating barbecue with Keith Costas on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.